top of the morning to the saints of the Most High God. God bless you all this morning. This is Bishop Smith and Pastor Adrian coming to you this morning on this Friday, just saying good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning to all the intercessors on the line, good morning to all the saints of the Most High God calling in from all around the world. Good morning to New Destiny Church, and good morning to every pastor on the line this morning. Listen, I just want to thank you guys for getting up and getting on the line with you and your wives this morning, and it's just such a blessing to myself and my wife and also to our church to know that men of God are getting on these lines and being built up by the Word of God. And so we want to thank you, and we want to also thank you for the service that you render in the body of Christ. I also want to thank every first responder for being on the line this morning. If you work as a first responder in the medical field, you work uh, as a uh, firefighter, uh, paramedic, or also uh, in the police department, <clears throat> excuse me, whichever area you work in as a first responder, we thank God for you, and we ask God that he will continue to cover you and bless you. Bless you. We plead the blood of Jesus over your life, and thank you for the service that you render to keep people safe in Jesus' name. Well, today we have Sister Yvette. She will be doing our prayer request. Sister Yvette, how are you this morning? Good morning, Bishop. I'm well. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm doing excellent. You sound well. You sound well. So much, dear. Miss you so much. And as well as I miss all of you on the line this morning, I want you to say, Bishop said he missed her, didn't say he missed me. I miss every one of you. We miss you all so, so, so much. Well, this morning, I have a very special friend of mine that's going to be on the line. And I, when I say a very special friend, this gentleman knew me before I became a born-again believer. Now, you all know that's a long time ago. So he knew me before I became a born-again believer, and really he was instrumental in me coming to Christ, and uh, especially uh, in my early development stages of my Christian walk with God. So, uh, you know, he, he holds a special place in my heart, him and his entire family. As a matter of fact, uh, right before I started pastoring, I remember he brought me out to his house, my whole family out to his house up in the mountains. He lived up in the mountains. It's when he lived in California. Brought us out to his home, and he prophesied to, to us that God was going to do something amazing in our lives. And God is doing that now. We're, we're pastoring at the time. I didn't see myself pastoring. But he had begun to tell me that this was what God would do. And I thank God so much for him because what he said is exactly what God has done and really exceeded all of our expectations of using us any kind of way in the body, of, I mean, um, for the body of Christ. And then also, I want to let you all know that he's the gentleman that I talked to you about when I said I had a friend who had contracted the virus and God has healed him, you all. And so he's going to come in, he's going to do the devotion, but really he's going to share 
his testimony with us this morning. We understand that the Bible tells us that the Lord lifts those who are weighed down. And believe me, trust me, he was weighed down. We had a conversation last night, and he was telling me about it. But God delivered him because the Bible also tells us that God comes into our lives, and he begins to share his goodness with us, especially in midst of disaster, in midst of crisis. As a matter of fact, the Bible says everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness, of your wonderful goodness. God has been good to him and his family. God has shown forth his power as being Jehovah Rapha, who is a healer. And so I want to introduce my friend this morning. He serves at Gateway Church in Texas with Pastor Robert Morrison, and this is Vincent Yancey. How are you doing this morning, sir? Bishop, I'm on fire right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I can hear your voice, and I can tell that you're on fire this morning. And so we're excited. Pastor Adrian has a smile from ear to ear. We're excited, brothers, to hear you this morning. And we're going to turn the line over. Let me pray, and let me turn it over to you. Father, we say good morning to you. Good morning, Lord Jesus, and good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for every day that you make. For you, Lord God, say that it's new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So this is the day that you have made, and in it we shall rejoice and be glad. We thank you that you delivered us from the powers of darkness, and you've translated us into the kingdom of your dear Son. Father, we receive today our daily bread. In Jesus' name, on you, sir. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you. And I just wanted to say I'm excited about being here with New Destiny. Woo! I'm excited about being on this planet right now, doggone it. God is good. So I, I just want to tell you, I, I don't take it lightly to be with you and going over the depot this morning. And it is in Psalms 146, verse 8. I mean, excuse me, five through eight. And I want to go over it real quickly because I want to go into my testimony because one of the things I want to make sure that when I leave this conversation, we have hope. You know, God is not playing around. God wants to show you in all these different ways that he got your back. He got you. You know, God has got you. So in Psalms 146, verses five through eight, verse five says this, but joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper. And I don't know if you can underline or whatever, but we have the God of Israel as our helper. Verse 6 says this, He made heaven and earth, the sea, and everything in them. He keeps every promise forever. My God, he keeps every promise. What if God promised you? God said, man, I'm going to keep that thing in Jesus' name. Verse 7, he gives justice to the oppressed and food to the hungry. Man, look at all those food lines and stuff. Man, I'm telling you something. God said, I got them. You know, no stress. I got you. The rest of verse 7 says, the Lord frees the prisoner. There's a lot of people right now, and there's social distancing. They got to be locked in their house, but they're mentally in prison because they're paralyzed, right? And verse 8, the Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are weighed down. And today, I want to talk to you because I was weighed down. And I want to talk to you about opening your eyes. God is going to open your eyes to a couple of things. 
So back in February, my daughter is in a uh, university in Switzerland. So back in February, I called myself to go visit my daughter and go hang out with her in Switzerland. Woo! You know, we hanging out. So right around the first week in March, your president, <laughs> and just messing with you, but President Trump said, you know what, doggone it. All you Americans, if y'all in Europe, y'all got to get on back here to Texas. I mean, well, I'm in Texas, but you got to get back here to the United States or you're going to be stuck there indefinitely. So now we got to scramble. That was at 3 o'clock in the morning on a Thursday. He gave us a deadline to be out by Friday at 12 o'clock in the morning. But how can we do that? So we had, then all the flights got booked up. So what we had to do, what we had to do, uh, 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 PY, what do we have to do? They call me PY, Pastor Ian. They call me. Anyway, so what do we got to do? So we had to fly into London. And then from London, fly out because we couldn't hit that deadline flying out of Switzerland. So we get to London, and we get stuck there for four days. While we're there, I want some fish and chips. Y'all ain't feeling me up in there. Because they had them big old fish and chips. I don't know where they get them. Man, that, that fish is so big. It, it, man, it's crazy. But anyway, uh, so I go out every night to get fish and chips. And every night we had to take a taxi. Now we get in the taxi. They can tell we're from America. And they're, and they, and they, they're bashing Trump, first of all, which is, okay, I get it, but but then they would tell us, you know, Trump is blowing this thing out of proportion. You know, we want 60% of our people to get the virus. I'm looking at my daughter. I'm like, what they say? So keep in mind, this is back in the, first, this is the end, of, end of February, the first week in, in, in March. They ain't got no masks. School is still in. The malls are still open because they want 60% of their people to get the virus. And here, me and my daughter stuck in there. So we fly home. We get home four days later. Woo, we home. And, uh, you know, uh, so three days after we get home, you know, my wife tells me, you know, you've been running, you've been running, honey. Why don't you just sleep in today? And I was like, oh, okay, it ain't like I'm going anywhere. Cause, you know, well, they didn't have shutdown just yet. So I'm like, okay, no, no, no worries. So I uh, sleep in, and when I get up, I got a fever. And I'm not feeling too good. And this is, we, you know, we're getting new information about COVID. They call it, uh, uh, they didn't call it COVID-19 at the time, you know, coronavirus. So you got new information. Keep in mind, this is just the beginning. So I'm not feeling too good. So I'm going to speed it up because now I, my eyeballs are hurting in the back. I can't taste nothing. I can't smell nothing. My body hurt. I got this fever. I got shortness of breath. But I don't know what shortness of breath because the only time I can really, really breathe it's when I was coughing. But I knew I was in a fight. I, I knew that. So now I'm sequestered in my bedroom upstairs, and my wife is downstairs. Three days after I get it, my wife has symptoms. But she don't tell me because she don't want me to, to worry, but even though I was praying every night for her. So now my wife has it. So she's downstairs on the couch. I'm upstairs in the master bedroom, and we got two kids. I got a 12-year-old son, and I got my daughter. We just came from Switzerland. So now we got to work around all this stuff. So I want to talk to you about verse 8. Well, verse 8, I opened the eyes of the blind, and then he said, I'm lifting up those who, who were weighted down. Listen to me closely. I'm going to tell you from firsthand experience, this virus is from evil men, and that evil man is, is infiltrated or, or influenced by the devil. It's ain't no natural virus, and I'm going to tell you the reason why. You know, we've been taught in, the, in, in, in church that we're spirit, soul, and body, that we are tri-fold or tri, 
uh, beans, you know, three-part beans. You know, we, we've been told that. You know, we we, uh, we mirror the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, you know, the Trinity. We mirror our bodies, you know. This virus attacks the spirit, it attacks the soul, and it attacks the body. Doggone it, yes, it does. So let me just talk to you about how we fought it. In this, first of all, dealing with the spirit, this is how we fought it. The first thing I did when I realized I was in a fight, the first thing I did is I went down and I got my MP3 player, and I and I downloaded all the worship music. I didn't say praise music. I said all the worship music that meant something to me, that moved me, you know, that just moved me. I downloaded every one of them, and I got this speaker, and I played it 24 hours a day in my room. And then I made sure it went throughout the whole house. So I got speakers in the whole house. They have worship music playing the whole time, the whole time, 24 hours a day, music that, that ministers to me. Then uh, I had already downloaded the, the, the app. The, I got the Bible app, but I also got the spoken word app on my phone, Old Testament and New Testament. So I picked a New Testament script, uh, uh, healing scripture, you know, 1 Peter 2.24, and by his stripes, we were healed. And in the Old Testament, I picked uh, uh, Psalms 107, verse 20. And he sent his word to heal them and deliver them from all their destructions. So I grabbed them, and I put them speaker, the, 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 that, those scriptures in the, in the Bible app, and I had it talk to me all night. Had it on repeat, you know, by his stripes, we were healed. By his stripes, we were healed. By his stripes, we So I got that going. So on one night, it's Old Testament. Next night, it's New Testament. One night, Old Testament. Next night, New Testament. During the daytime, I never watched the news. Never watched the news. Only thing I did was I went to YouTube on my TV. You know, I got a stupid TV, so I had to use, I don't have a smart TV. I got a stupid one. So I had to use a, a fire stick, and I went in there to YouTube. And then I just typed in there, upper room worship, and I hit go, baby. And that baby went through every worship song in the in the queue, from Bethel, you know, Jesus culture, hill song, and I was just getting that worship, woo, just bam, bam, bam. At the same time, I had my other MP3 music going. At the same time, by his stripes, we were healed. By his stripes, we were healed. You know what I'm saying? And I'm working and saying, that was my, I'm building up my spirit man. Now, here's where it gets tricky. My soulish man. Because, you know, we spirit, soul, and body. So now I got to do something with my soulless man. Because my, my soulless man, my five senses was tripping. But I had to do something. Because you know what? At night, when everybody was asleep, my wife was down there fighting. And I was up there fighting. Now, her symptoms were different than mine. But I was up there fighting. Do you know that virus started talking to me? You said, man, come on, P.Y., you playing. That virus talked to me. That virus kept telling me this, go ahead and give up. Stop fighting. Go ahead and give up. It's amazing. Listen to me. It's amazing how when you hear on the news and you hear them say, hey, another person passed away uh, and they didn't have uh, underlying cost. But they don't ever tell you, or they say they did have underlying, but they never tell you how did they pass away. They didn't say they had respiratory issues, cardiac arrest, aneurysm, their kidneys failed. They don't tell you. You know why? Because the people that's in that fight, they just stopped fighting. They just said, you know what? I'm done. I don't want to live no more. And that's it. You know, you can will to do or you can will not to do. And it's powerful because that's how you get saved. You know, because God is not going to come against your will. 
to save you. Come on, somebody, raise your hands up, you know, do the two-step or the, you know, tussie slide or whatever you're going to do, but you got to do something because that's how we get saved by our will to submit. This doggone virus attack your will. <coughs> Excuse me. I get so excited. My throat. Anyway, so this thing is telling me, give up, brother. Brother, give up. Give up, brother. And I'm telling I can't give up on my family. I can't leave Tawanda and the kids by themselves. Man, that would be cheating. Me check out. Man, she had to deal with all this stuff. So it's talking to you. And I'm talking to it. And I got my worship music. I got my praise music. I got everything because I'm talking to it. And I said, I will not give up. I will not leave my family. I'm making a statement. And I'm telling it, it is serious. And I'm going to fight. Then the last thing is the body. You say, well, brother, well, how did you get this thing in? Because remember at the beginning, they told you, don't come to the hospital, doggone it, because you're going to affect everybody else. They didn't have a vaccine. You own your own. Y'all remember that? I'm sorry. I'm drinking a little bit because my throat get up. I just when I get excited. Anyway, this is what I did for my body. For the fever, I took Tylenol. And this was everything. I'm telling you, this is what I did every six hours. I took Tylenol. For the cough, I took cough medicine. <clears throat> that was an easy one, right? <clears throat> I took cough medicine. Now, I didn't do the one that make you cough up stuff because that made my chest hurt. For um, the shortage of breath, I took the stuff from GMC, GNC called Clear Lung. I took extra strength, Clear Lung, for the shortage of breath. Then I took 200 milligrams of vitamin C. And, and I did that every six hours. Now, when the fever broke, nine days later, my fever got so high, it was up to 102.7 at times. I might be exaggerating a little bit, but it was over 102. And I got to wrap this thing up. Doggone it. When my fever broke, the Spirit of God said, now you got to deal with the uh, pneumonia. So I want you to take breathing treatment. I took eucalyptus. Uh, he told me to take eucalyptus uh, uh, oil, put it in a pot of boiling water, and inhale that for 15 minutes in the morning and at night. I still do my breathing treatments because here it's starting to rain and then the trees is falling and stuff, and I start coughing when I go outside. But anyway, that's what my body, that's how I took care of the, the, the virus with my body. And I want to say this to you. If you're way down and you want to know, man, man, what's going on? God said, I got your back. If you're way down and you just say, man, I'm blocking some things, God said, I want to let you know it's evil, but, but you win. Verse 5 says, those who have the God of Israel as their helper. And you have the God of Israel as your helper. Because God said in verse 8, he want to lift up those who weigh down. You weigh down today, God said, I want to lift you up, baby. I want to lift you up. Let me just pray. Father, I thank you and I praise you and I exalt you, Lord God. Thank you so much for this opportunity to pump up your people. In Jesus' name, now I just speak prophetically over you. I speak the word of God over you. I say, fear, you got to go. Right now, being weighed down, you got to go. You're going to be all right in Jesus' name. Your finances go come through. You're going to prosper more now than you did before, y'all going it. God is good. And he's the God of Israel, your helper. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow. I know you're excited. It's hard not to be excited because, as P.Y. said, his excitement is coming through the phone. I would be excited, too, if the thing had me bound and weighed down and God delivered me. Yesterday, I, I, I watched a little bit of the news. I don't watch the news very much anymore. I watched a little bit of it, and they were showing a doctor. I believe he was a, not a doctor. He was a nurse from Florida. And some of you may have seen that. The guy's a bodybuilder. Uh, they should show the picture of him working out at Gold's Gym. And, I mean, the guy was a big guy. He caught the virus, and then they showed a picture of him after he had come out of um, being in a coma on the ventilator, and the guy had to be 50, if not 80 pounds lighter. And he lost all that weight in the course, I believe they said, of um, in the course of eight, eight to nine weeks or something like that. And, and that's just a lot of weight to lose that fast. But that's what the virus did to him. So... You know, when you look at people and they say they, they fought the virus, you'll see that the, the virus takes a lot out of you. I guess, you know, you don't have a, a serious appetite or something. I don't know. Well, in this guy's case, he was on the ventilator in the coma, so he couldn't eat. But, you know, it's, it's, it's something. I mean, even when you look at Chris Como, you can see how much weight he's lost because he had the virus, gave the virus to his wife, and so forth and so on. But... We thank God for the testimony of the Lord that you're healed, sir. And and if there's any sick among you today that's on this line, know that God is a healer. That's what the Bible says. He is our helper whose hope is in the Lord. Your hope has to be in the Lord. And so we're going to go to our prayer request with Sister Yvette, and then we're going to come back and I want to hear from from my friend PY one more time before we wrap it up this morning on how good God is and how God will lift you above any level of oppression that the enemy would try to place on you. Sister Yvette? Yes, Bishop. Yes, we have three prayer requests this morning. The first one came from Minister Cheryl Sweat. Standing on behalf of Lynette Watts' mother, Miss Mary Baker, who's been hospitalized and had a biopsy performed yesterday. Pray for God's miraculous healing to overtake her according to John 11:4. And John 11:4 says, When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. thereby. So we say amen to your word, Lord God, and we come in agreement that Jesus will be glorified in Miss Mary Baker's life. You are her healer and miracle worker. We thank you for the fire of God this morning. Hallelujah. That's in the line today, Lord God. Father, we thank you that, Lord God, you will touch Miss Mary Baker from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet, and that, Lord God, she will Feel your healing power 
as we come in agreement, declaring your word, that, Lord God, by the stripes of Jesus, she had been made whole. You took her infirmity and bore her sickness. You did a divine exchange on the cross by taking her disease and giving her complete healing. So, Lord God, we decree that Miss Mary Baker is the healed of the Lord because she is your child. She is entitled for your healing. And so we say amen, Lord God, that she is completely whole in the name of Jesus. And, Father God, we thank you for the second request from Lynn Jacobs. Uh, please pray for the approval of much-needed surgery and a successful recovery for my sister, Shalia Bickerstaff. She's in a lot of pain and can barely walk. So, Father, we decree, Lord God, that you will give Shalia favor for the approval of her knee surgery, and we decree a successful and speedy recovery. Jehovah Rapha, touch her. We come against knee pain, causing her to barely walk in the name of Jesus. We decree your healing power over her knee joint, over every tissue, over every muscle, ligament, cartilage, and we decree it, Lord God, to line up with your word. In Jeremiah thirty seventeen. we declare, for you will restore health and unto Shalia, and you will heal her knee and restore her mobility to normal function. She abides in the shadow of the Almighty Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth her, who is her refuge and fortress against disease. Her word is her shield and battler against sickness. So she is trusting under your wings because, Lord God, you have healing in your wings. No sickness and disease shall come near her. In the name of Jesus. And the third one is from Simone Lane requesting prayer for her client, Demowin. His wife passed a year ago today, has three children, and the middle child has tried to commit suicide and is asking to be placed in a psychiatric facility. The youngest, who is autistic, has begun having seizures. So this family needs. God now more than they ever have, praying for healing for the mind, body, and soul. So, Father, we bring, Lord God, the bowing into your throne of grace for strength, emotional power, and the ability, Lord God, to withstand and fight a good fight of faith in the midst of difficulty, Lord God. Let him not be overwhelmed by the challenges his family is facing now. You are the one unchanging force of spirit and love who guides and protects him. So, Lord God, we pray, Lord God, that you will build up the Moin's faith so strong that, Lord God, he will stand up. And after having done all things, he will continue to stand up, Lord God, with great confidence that you will work a mighty work in his situations. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, that he is strong in you and in the power of your might. Empower the mowing with your faith, Lord God, as he turns, Lord God, his full attention to you. We lift up, Lord God, hallelujah, the middle child, Lord God, and we decree, Lord God, freedom, Lord God, from the spirit of suicide, Lord God. We decree Second Corinthians 10, 5, casting down 
imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So we destroy, Lord God, the spirit of suicide, clouding the mind of this child from seeing the hope that is there, Lord God. We come against, Lord God, this darkness that's preventing this child to see your light. Remove the blinders, Lord God, every hurt, Lord God, every hopelessness in the name of Jesus. In Ecclesiastes 9.4, anyone who is among the living has hope. So let this child know your promises and that, Lord God, he or she will open his heart or her heart, O oh God. We speak your word in Romans 15.13 over this child. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And Lord God, for the youngest child from autism and seizures, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, that you are the healer. We speak and destroy the enemy's assignment over this child and we let loose your Holy Spirit for healing and deliverance. Lord God, we speak the shalom peace of God this morning over this child's mind, spirit, soul, and body in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for hearing us this morning. We give you all the praise and the glory in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. We declare every praise, I mean, every prayer request will become a praise report. Thank you so much, Sister Yvette. God bless you. So, listen, I know our God's a healer. He's a deliverer. We've seen him do it time and time again. You know, we hear so much bad news. I think we need to hear good news on how God comes in and how he delivers the righteous, how he upholds the righteous with his own right hand. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's the God that healeth. If there's anyone sick among us, we declare on this line today that you're healed by his stripes in Jesus' name. We just thank God for you. I just feel led in my spirit to have you lay your hand on your body wherever there's pain. And Father, I thank you that that pain ceased to exist in their body. Jesus was wounded for our transgressors and bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is upon him, and with his stripes you are healed. And we declare that you are the healed and not the sick. Now, I thank you that that wonder-working power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will flow through you right now, that it will work through you, in you, and all sickness and disease has to cease to exist in your body. We declare it dissipate now in Jesus' name. Before we bring our time of prayer to a close this morning, I want to go back to P.Y., that's what we call him, and he's going to come and share with us um, any closing remarks he may have this morning. Do you have any closing remarks, sir? Bishop, I, I'm good. I'm, just, I'm excited to be on the line with you. Well, we're excited to have you on the line with us, and we thank God for healing you. Uh, we've, we've walked this journey with you from day one, and I think it's absolutely powerful to see what the power of God can do. I remember you calling me from London and how God now has blessed your life and blessed your family. 
I thought it was crazy that when you call, I, the first thing I said, he's going to have to go through customs and get caught up in customs. And I was watching the news at that time and seeing customs seem like a zoo and, and like they were just just hoarding and and you know just pushing animals through the corral the way they do that stuff and that's how people were coming through customs which I thought was crazy and I said man people can definitely get sick like that and you're putting all those people you're corralling people and trying to push them back into a country at one time which I don't think was a good plan and I thought of you and then I didn't hear from you for, I think, two or three weeks. I'm going, what in the world is going on? I thought maybe you were quarantined, and then not only were you quarantined, you were sick. But we thank God this morning by his stripes, you are the healed. We thank God that your wife is healed, who I got a chance to speak with yesterday. And so we just thank God for his power working in you, and we thank God for your testimony. And so we just declare God's peace and God's blessing over your life, men of God. And we declare that you will keep well, even as I know your soul will keep well and prosper. Well, I pray this morning that you will keep well and you will prosper. He notice what he said. He conditioned his spirit, his soul, and his body. And he told us exactly what he did. He conditioned his spirit by reading the word of God, playing that word of God over and over and over. And it's so important that you condition your spirit. He conditioned his soul. He turned off the bad news. He turned off the news, and he only turned on good news. And then he did some natural things. He went through a regimen. He told us what that regimen was, eucalyptus and you know, the warm water and, and sitting and taking those treatments for his lungs and, and the various things he took like Tylenol and different things like that. And so there's natural things you have to do as well as there's spiritual things that we have to do. And, you know, it's just balanced like that. And so I want to encourage you to take care of yourself while we're dealing with this pandemic. We're not out of it yet. Yes, things are open and people are trying to get out and embrace their lives. You have to. You can't live in a sheltered-in-place um, state forever. you got to venture out and got to begin to, you know, figure out how to operate in this new normal, in this new season. And that's very important. We're going to be coming to you and talking about our church and how we're going to do whatever we're going to do and when we're going to do it. Now, I want to make sure you hear me when I say this. I didn't say when we're going to do it. Just because we give you information don't mean we're going to have church tomorrow because we're not. I'm, I'm telling you that. We're not going to have church. Uh, you, we're, not, I'm not, we're not opening church this week. We're not opening church next week. Probably won't open it the week after that or whatever. But we are working on a plan of us coming back to church. What does it look like? And we'll be rolling that out. You'll get some information because we want to hear from you as well. More than anything, I'm going to always side on the side of number one, love, then number two, precaution, love and precaution, because I love you. I will not ask us to come back together. I love you. I miss you, but I'm not going to ask us to come back together now until we have a, a good plan and things are, are, are just really going well and, you know, this thing is, is behind us. I don't think that we should rush into anything the Bible talks about, not making hasty decisions. We will not make hasty decisions, 
All right? So you heard it from the bishop, and that's how we're going to do it. Regardless of what a lot of people are doing, there's a lot of folk going to go to church um, this week and next week, and they're bent on going to church next week. I talked to somebody yesterday, and they said that they were having church on Pentecost Sunday, and the only person who can stop them is the Lord God Almighty, and he hadn't heard God say, don't go. Well, I haven't heard God say go, so we're not in that number. How about that? So uh, let me ask you this. Uh, P.Y., are you guys, is Texas open to having church now? Yeah, yeah, but Gateway, not, we're not meeting, but yeah. You know, smaller <laughs> churches, we understand, you know. Gateway, so Gateway's not having church? Nope. All right, see? So we're not having church. It just, I mean, the bigger the church, I think the longer you have to wait. Now, don't get me wrong. I know some big churches, some churches that are bigger than ours, and they said they're going back on Pentecost Sunday. So praise be to God. Uh, but we're just not going to do that. I, I just don't think we're ready here for that yet. And we 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 have uh, we have more things to do and more things to discuss. And we're still working on a, a good strategy so that we'll make sure that we're safe. Well, as we always close, we want to say one more time, thank you so much, sir, for your wonderful testimony and how God has healed you. We're so glad to hear that the Lord has blessed your life, and he will continue to do so. And I pray that God will continue to bless every person's life that is on this prayer call this morning. And I pray that this has been a lifeline to you while we've been in this pandemic, and God is comforting you. I declare the spirit of paralysis cannot hold you. It cannot overcome you. It cannot keep you. It has to let you go. For this is the day that the Lord has made. In it we shall rejoice and be glad. In a brand new day, it's a brand new you. Brand new opportunities and brand new possibilities. Confess it with me this morning. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. From this moment forward, I will be very courageous. I will not waver in my faith. I will not give in to fear. I am more than a conqueror, and I'm a world overcomer. We declare that you are more than a conqueror, and you are a world overcomer. Hey, have a great Memorial Day weekend this weekend. And so I know holidays and all this stuff just doesn't seem the same. It's not the same. But nevertheless, this is the time it is. So you know what? Make it great. And it, all, it has everything to do with your attitude. Be creative. Love on your family. And be safe. God bless you. This is P.Y. We call him Pastor Yancey. Also, Pastor Adrian, Yvette, and also Bishop Smith. We're signing off this morning God bless you all. We'll see you on tomorrow for one hour of power on the prayer line. God bless you. Make today great. Let's open the lines.